At Skyview, we strive to love God and others through generous hospitality and meaningful friendship. For more information about Skyview Church, please visit us at www.skyviewchurch.ca. Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Uh, The message of Scripture is that God has made us for a purpose. There's not just a cosmic accident. And, And the author of Hebrews is clear again and again that we can't just be casual about our lives with our walk with the Lord. We need to be diligent in setting our course, in in racing towards that goal. Uh, It's repeated again and again in in the book of Hebrews. If you get a a chance, read through that book this week. I I, I took that opportunity again, but you'll you'll see almost every chapter, the verbs are active. Uh, They encourage action. Uh, In chapter 2, the author says, pay careful attention so that you don't drift away. In chapter 3, again, that that same uh, sentence is used. Fix your eyes, fix your attention on Jesus. And uh, the the image is used, hold firmly, cling firmly to the truth, to the faith we profess. In chapter 5, the language is used, train yourselves. And you think of an athletic uh, or someone who commits themselves to something, train yourself. In chapter 6, show diligence. Show diligence to the end, not becoming lazy. And of course, here, run with perseverance. Uh, In our passage, the author uses the metaphor of a race. Uh, This is a good metaphor uh, for me right now. I just ran my first marathon, maybe my last marathon, I don't know, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, In the marathon, the goal is the finish line. What is the goal? Let's take a moment to look at this passage. What is the goal in Hebrews chapter 12? What is that purpose that we've been created for? Uh, At first... Uh, you know, I said, fix your eyes on Jesus. Jesus is the goal. But, but I think, actually, uh, what, what the author says, what the goal is, uh, here's a hint, it's the same thing that Jesus was pursuing in this text. The goal is the joy that's been set before us, the joy that's been set before him. Uh, we have a good God, a God that's created us to share in his joy. And, and that's what heaven ultimately is. Uh, as much as it's a place, uh, it's a reality of, of humanity living in restored relationship with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh, and a relationship characterized by joy. And, and so we're called by this text to live in that reality, to live into that goal, to pursue it with our entire being, by fixing our eyes on those who have gone before us. Hebrews 11, of course, is the, the faith chapter and looks at the, the heroes of the faith, and then chapter 12 focuses on our ultimate Uh, hero, Jesus Christ, those who have persevered and completed the race. Uh, We're urged here to throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles. Uh, In a race, you don't carry extra weight. Maybe in in training, you might uh, carry extra weight, but when you run the race, you don't carry extra uh, extra weight. 
uh, serious racers, runners, swimmers, uh, whatever the competition, uh, those at least who are obsessed and, and, and perhaps a little crazy, uh, they even shave the hair off their bodies to reduce drag. Uh, trust me, I'm not that serious. And although I wonder if, if my running ties might improve as my hair thins, uh, I, I think that soon I'm actually going to have to give up and, and uh, find out who Pastor Stu's barber is and uh, just shave my head. Uh, it doesn't look that bad from the front, so you're thinking, oh, it doesn't look that bad, but uh, I notice it's thinning from the back. We were at Center Street Church this week for the leadership conference, and, and they have those double mirrors, the large mirrors in the bathroom, so you get a full view of the back of your head. So that was scary. Uh, but back to the text. There are things in life that hinder us, that weigh us down, that prevent us from fully pursuing the heavenly calling. Uh, it might be fear. It might be laziness. Uh, Let's take a moment in our service and ask the Lord, what's hindering me? What's holding me back? Today can be the day that you decide to throw that aside for the sake of the joy set before you. Uh, You see, the Christian life isn't, isn't one where we we, uh, you know, moan and cry about the things we have to give up. It's where we focus on the joy set before us and say those things are not even worth mentioning compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus our Lord. And I'd encourage you, uh, if the Lord is speaking to you about something, and if you want to set it aside, do something about it today. Tell someone about your decision. Uh, You can always get in touch with one of the pastors or the ministry leaders here at Skyview. You see, I'm fresh. I have nothing on my agenda, so you can call me. i got lots of time. We're not going to embarrass you. Uh, In fact, we'd love to celebrate with you and encourage you. Christ is our example. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, because that is what God the Father asked him to do. Uh, Jesus could have built a comfortable life or a comfortable ministry, uh, doing good things, but safe things. But the Father called him to the cross. Uh, it wasn't easy for Christ. Earlier in the chapter, it talks about uh, with, with wailing and loud cries, Jesus called out to the one who could save him from death. But the Father called him to the cross to give up his life for the lost, for you and me. And Jesus obeyed to the end. And I think that's the call of our scripture text this morning, obedience, of following Christ when he calls. God is calling us to follow Christ, to give up our everything in service, to put it all on the line, realizing that what we have is nothing compared to the joy set before us. Uh, In my short time here at Skyview, I've got to hear a little bit about uh, what God's placed on on Pastor Stu's heart. And and I want to let you in on, on just a little secret this morning. You would be terrified, absolutely terrified, (laughs) if you knew what was really on his heart for this church. You'd be running out the door right now. (laughs) No, no, I'm kidding. It's actually, it's not a secret because uh, you, Pastor Stu stands up here every week, week after week, and I think you already know what's on Stuart's heart because you hear his preaching and you know his passion. Uh, you see that, it, that it's authentic, that it's real in him. Stu feels this tug for us as a church to lay it on the line, to step out in faith following Christ. 
I, I know the church leadership uh, feels it as well. Becky and I sat down with the uh, church board this summer. You can be confident. They actually interviewed us. They did their homework. Uh, and, and we had an opportunity to catch a glimpse of their heart. And what we wanted to know in that time is, do they love Jesus? And is it more than just words, but are they committed to following him? And you know what? Leaving that meeting, uh, we were assured that here at Skyview, there is a group of people that love Jesus. And I think our church leadership really does want to follow Christ. And, and that mattered to us because that's what we want as well. And I really believe that's why you're here as well today. Think about it. Why has the church, why has Skyview Church been growing these past years? Why have people been drawn here? Uh, is it because it's a, a cool place to be? that there's good music and fun people. Uh, I'm sure that's uh, maybe part of the reason. But, uh, but I wonder, is there something more? Is there a yearning for something deeper? Is there a desire to be a part of a community where faith is sincere and genuine? Is it because people have grown tired of a world obsessed with self and want to be part of a community where people love one another and their neighbors? Uh, in authentic and radical ways. Uh, to be completely honest this morning, I, I am weak, and at times I'm afraid when it comes to passionately following Christ. And that's why we need, and I need, to be part of a, a community that's stepping out in faith together, encouraging one another, uh, not just taking baby steps, but putting it on the line, following Christ. We need each other to ensure that we're not simply maintaining the status quo, not becoming bystanders in the race, but are faithfully following Jesus. Uh, that's the purpose for, for coming here, here together, for gathering on Sunday mornings. Uh, in, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, you're familiar with the passage. It's probably been used by pastors to beat you over the head. Uh, let us not give up meeting together, but let us encourage one another all the more, more and more. We gather to literally give each other courage, to give each other courage so that we might live in faithfulness to the call the Father has given us, so that we move from good intentions to real action. Uh, when I was running that marathon, I, I ended up running with a guy who's actually from Calgary. He was about 25 years older than me, much more experienced than me. He told me he was running a 65th marathon. Uh, I began fading with about 10 kilometers to go. It's pretty common, I think, for a first-time marathoner. And uh, he was kind of pressing ahead of me at that time. And, and he asked me how I was doing. And I, I greatly understated uh, by, by saying that I was struggling. Uh, in reality, both legs were cramping up badly, threatening to just seize up. I was seriously wondering whether I would be able to finish. Uh, although I am stubborn enough, probably like most guys, I would have had to be carried off on a stretcher uh, as opposed to give up. Anyways, my friend, he just encouraged me as he was passing me with a few quick words. He said, slow it down, find a pace that works for you, finish the race. Let's be intentional here at Skyview about encouraging each other to a bold faith. The author of Hebrews reminds us of that cloud of witnesses that have gone before us. People like Moses, uh, who could have lived in comfort in, in Pharaoh's palace, 
in Pharaoh's household, but he chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than enjoying the pleasure of sin for a short time. Uh, we have the witness of the early church, uh, people who chose to sell their possessions to give to those in need. There's the witness, of course, of Jesus Christ who faithfully went to the cross. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more about the, the witnesses. We celebrated one witness here at Skyview this morning, Bella, uh, who, and we see the result of, of the lives of these saints who have faithfully committed themselves to the church and God's mission. Uh, I'm going to close uh, with verse 12 and 13. I'm going to just quickly jump ahead to verse 12 and 13. Uh, you don't have to worry. Sometimes, you know, we skip a few verses, and you don't have to worry about verses 4 to 11. You won't like them anyways. You can trust me. Uh, there's all stuff about God disciplining those he loves. Uh, there's a section there about how hardship and suffering uh, can be a blessing in helping us grow. And I'm sure we'd all be happier if we just skipped those verses this morning. So, so verse 12. It says, strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. Make level paths for your feet, so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Make level paths for your feet, so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. What happens when we get our priorities in order as a church and as individuals? What happens when we fix our eyes on Jesus? putting aside the things that are holding us back when we pursue godliness. What happens is the very thing we long for, the lame find healing, our world and our neighborhood, the lost find restoration. I just want to confess this morning, I don't want to lose focus. It's so easy to pursue things that sound good, that look good, but really they're self-serving and destructive. Uh, It's so easy as a church to strive for something that's safe and comfortable. God has given us a clear goal, a clear purpose. God has given us the gift of his forgiveness. He's welcomed us as children into his family. Now let us live fully in that grace. It's clear what God is calling us to do as individuals and the church to follow him. Let's run the race like those who have gone before us, letting nothing get in the way, boldly living in obedience to God's calling so that our world might be healed. As your new pastor today, I did want to, I know I did the the little uh, vow, but I did want to just put it out there publicly so that you can hold me accountable. I will do what God asks me. I will go where he commands me. So how about us? How about you? How about us as God's church? How could we say no? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we do just praise you today for the joy set before us that you're a God who created us to uh, know you and be known by you, uh, to live in, in a relationship of, of harmony, of, of joy. And we just celebrate that today, that when we turned our back on you, uh, when we uh, walked away from 
a fellowship with you. You never turned your back on us. You never left us in the mess that we made. You never left us in sin and despair, hopelessness and pain. Instead, you came and you entered into the midst of our pain and our suffering and made it your own uh, so that we could be brought back to you, so that once again we have this hope and joy set before us. And we just pray this morning that you would give us that courage and strength to throw aside that which hinders us. Give us courage to follow Christ. And now may the God of grace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought us, sorry, may the God of grace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, may he equip you with everything good for doing his will. May he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.